All right. Welcome to the Herbal Hour podcast. Happy to have you guys uh, back on again. I know the first episode we did was amazing, but we lost the video to it. So as a special treat, we have uh, Chelsea Benjamin and Jenny Affen back again on the show to talk about their amazing magical broth elixirs, uh, their spiritual views, and whatever else we decide to talk about. So can you give a little uh, introduction of who you guys are, what you do, that kind of thing for people who haven't seen the first episode? Yeah, so we are two badasses, first and foremost. Get that straight out. Get that out, out in the open. Um, but my name's Jenny, and um, I'm a co-founder of Back to Broth with Chelsea. Um, we met at MUNM, where Bogdan, we met you, and we took the master's in nutrition program there. And yeah, we, we started Back to Broth about a year ago. Yeah, a year ago mm-hmm. here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, that's us. Local organic herbal broths. Yeah. So do you guys integrate a lot of your uh, things that you learned in your nutrition programs into the broths? Um, I would say yes and no. Yeah. (laughs) A mix. It's like a mix of things that we've learned, but I wouldn't really say it's the traditional route by any means Mm. that people from our program have taken or like what they necessarily set us up to do which is more like practicing clinical nutrition. Definitely like our recipes, um, you know, come from uh, a mix of our nutrition knowledge and yeah, intuition. It's a hybrid and intuition. Yeah. And we take our mind and our hearts and put it in the broth. Right. And, and our experiences, <laughs> which I mean, I'm is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add to that just to say that, you know, we, honor and respect the science of nutrition and really take into account how healing broth can be for people, especially for the gut and everything and, you know, brain health and your immune system. Um, We've also been really inspired and, you know, just really resonate with um, mindful and intuitive eating. And we've seen broth be used as a tool to help facilitate more mindful Mm -hmm. eating Um, One of our slogans is to sip slow because we think everyone just slow the fuck down. That's true. This is a a crystal wand. This is a selenite wand. So it shall be. (laughs) So it shall be. Uh, Everyone's just slow down. And um, there's just a lot of magic that can be had once you start to really be more aware of your relationship with food. It's such such a good point. You know, people are always asking, how do I improve my digestion? How do I improve my nutrition, get more vitamins, nutrients, et cetera? And one of the easiest ways is just actually eat your food. Like, don't like watch TV while you're eating or like Netflix or like do some work or on the phone. I'm, I'm totally guilty of that as well. But I always notice that if I sit down and just like really like almost meditate on the food and taste it and everything the digestion is a million times better totally. right yeah you're not digesting in like fight or flight mode yeah so yeah, yeah. Definitely helps. um i feel one thing that we do in our broth ceremonies is we do a broth blessing um and just uh, share gratitudes and things we're grateful for and really what that's stemming from and what I think it's rooted in in a lot of ways is how families used to say grace before meal and what that allows people to do and a family to do even together, which is even more powerful is just take a moment 
to slow down, like mm-hmm. we said, and also just to say, put yourself in this, this mode of receiving, which when you are grateful, that's what you're doing. So that's definitely a partially, a, a huge part of like our mission as mm-hmm. far as just instilling <clears throat> that, because like you said, Bogdan, like if you just slow down, right, you can assimilate nutrients better. You start to, the cephalic phase of digestion mm-hmm. begins and you create those enzymes in your mouth. It all makes sense, right? Like science, spirituality, mm-hmm. like all coincides together. So this is a big question. Where does, you know, science and spirituality come together? <laughs> We're going right for it. We're just going right to the heart of it. We're going for the, the one question. <laughs> yeah. That's where. Where do, say uh, that again. Where does it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah where does, where does where does, let's, instead of saying science, let's say matter. Where does matter and spirituality coincide? Like, what are your guys' personal beliefs about the spirit and reincarnation and, and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Big question. Yeah, that is a big yeah, question. We're starting out with the, the big ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I, yeah. I mean, the first thing I think about as how that's helped me really understand spirituality I am so logically minded and just grew up very analytical. Mm-hmm. So for me to even get on board with spirituality, I've had to kind of hack into my own brain to reconfigure the beliefs that I even have had as a child mm-hmm. um, to, to fully believe in, in, in spirit and source and God and thinking about science as thinking about everything as energy has really helped me a lot. And on a scientific level and, and spiritually, because if we're all vibrating at a certain frequency and mm-hmm. the science thought, mm-hmm. then it also makes sense of a lot of spiritual practices as far as like manifesting or like, um, doing quantum leaps, um, you know, things mm-hmm. of that sort. Yeah. I was basically going to say the same thing around like, um, I feel like for me personally, like I'm a very like sensory person, like you know, triple earth sign, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like, I need to like, feel it and experience it to believe it sometimes. So like, I kind of also have had to like, hack my thinking. Yeah. But like, thinking of matter as energy, like not separate from, from spirit in that way has definitely helped me um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Even then too, there's still that, that little like, smidge of, of doubt from, mm-hmm that like logical side but I think that keeps you balanced and I've that's actually what I've experienced there was a few years where I was just like so up in the clouds um really everyone goes through that hippie phase right (laughs) yeah I was there very straight up hippie essential oils care cancer type of deal (laughs) and so I was like activating my higher chakras right so I was really up in these upper three chakras just like only believe only like anchoring into that and I realized that I wasn't anchoring into the lower three chakras which are of this earth yeah. where I am currently yeah dude yeah I've been doing a lot of root chakra I feel like the last year for me it's just been like my root chakra healing like mm-hmm. breaking and healing and yeah um kind of yeah reinstating like a sense of safety and security in like the 3D physical, which Mm -hmm. has been really hard like amidst this year when it feels like so much of like the physical world is kind of (laughs) on fire and on fire and yeah, uh, a lot of like disillusionment this year. Oh my God. The veil has lifted. Yeah, Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty much one thing after another, uh, you know, living in Portland first, the COVID and the riots, then the wildfires and it's, it's, it's kind of just been nonstop 
tumbling. It's not stopping. And they're stacking too. Like it's not like the the things that are earlier are going away. It's not like one thing and then another thing and then another thing. It's just like one thing plus one plus one plus one. So I think that it's gonna be an interesting fall. Viewed from the right perspective, I think anything like that could be helpful because I think there's there's lessons from the struggle and the difficulty that you don't get when everything's really good. And that's really unfortunate that it kind of has to be that way. But that's that's pretty much a common experience that that like uh, difficulties, challenges, struggles, pain. That's actually what leads to the most growth, not like when things are great and you're happy and everything's perfect. That's when you're kind of just coasting and enjoying the fruits phase. Yeah. But. I'm yeah. waiting for that, whenever that's going to come. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. I Just speaking to the material things still, I um, was in a, during these fires, I, I moved down to Oregon City um, this summer. So I was in a level two evacuation zone, oh, meaning wow. like basically all, most of my building had cleared out and um, my partner and I were like going back and forth if we should evacuate or or whatnot, but ultimately just like felt like there wasn't really a place that the air quality was going to be that much different and that we weren't in like immediate danger of like our house being on fire because we we're close enough to like downtown. But at one point it's just like I had to gather and like pack like my material possessions and I don't know, just a weird feeling. I'm such sure. a weird feeling. And I just like didn't really need a lot. Like I was just like, I feel like I don't really, like I brought a few like of my crystals. <laughs> You're like, some, I'm not my crystals. some photos. You still got yeah. you still got one foot in the hippie phase. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I left one foot in laptop and I'm like a few like special clothing items or like my favorite yeah. clothing items was just like, yeah, yeah. Just, Isn't that a like, strange thing? Yeah. Everything that you're surrounded by at one time you really wanted. Mm. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, it's like it you could easily do without it. And sometimes it's even a hindrance. Like sometimes it even, you know, clutters up your space and right. it's like a liability. I to simplify it mm-hmm. recently and declutter and like, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the same boat as yeah. you. I cleaned out my closet um, a few weeks ago and it was, uh, I hadn't cleaned, I hadn't cleaned out the stuff since I moved in that I like, just threw in the back. It was mm. really bad. Um, so I had to go back and it's like, if you think about that as far as like a metaphysical level, even, or spiritually, like in your own energy container, what you're doing in the physical mm-hmm. can help you with that. Right. Totally. So like it's, an, yeah. it's a reflection of your internal state. I feel like. So oh much. my God. Yeah. So after that happened, mm-hmm. like unemployment, I got unemployment. Dude, this girl over here, like <laughs> they called me unemployment called her. They called me and I got all the Who all the checks. <laughs> I don't know. His name was Trevor. Trevor, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Shout out, Trevor. We Shout went out to Trevor. Crazy. Yeah. And anyways, moral of the story is that I was cleaning out, making space, and it I, it was I I feel very strongly that it was for this money to come in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The the point about the external environment being a reflection of your internal, I think, is very very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they work kind of both ways. I feel like sometimes they do. They do. They play off each other. Mm-hmm. It's like if your if your space is kind of chaotic and cluttered. Not only is that an expression of like how you might feel internally, but it also like perpetuates it, and vice versa. So sometimes when you uh, when your space isn't very you know organized or it's not the the way you want it to be, 
uh, if you make little changes, it actually makes you feel better, which is strange. Yeah, and then it's like the opposite kind of momentum. Um, I'll give you guys an example. This is kind of a very intuitive thing. Uh, before my uh, first Muay Thai fight, I actually cleaned my house like the day of before while I was waiting because I just knew like for some reason, if I get everything in my house in order, like I'm going to be a little bit more calm and it's going to actually help me. And I think it did. Yeah, but yeah. like, uh, how did I, you know, how did I know that's such a weird thing to do? Like, why would you do that as a preparation for a fight? Yeah. It, it matters. Yeah. It's important. It matters. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that's like, that is a game changer in my opinion, is that once we recognize how we interact with our environment and vice versa, that everything is energy that like, the fact that, the, I mean, time doesn't really exist, right? So like the fact that you were cleaning it, you didn't know why at the time mm. and it became clear after is that you were just totally tapped into the flow mm. of, you know, your path. Yeah, there's this uh, alternate <laughs> theory <laughs> of uh, time. Sorry, go ahead. Did you win that fight? Just I did, I did, yeah. Yes, see? <laughs> no, I didn't. Goddamn, waste too much energy cleaning my house. <laughs> there's this theory of time uh that's really a little bit of a mind fuck to 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 wrap your head around that the future is actually causing the past Mm -hmm. that the future is making what it is happen through everything that is currently Mm -hmm. happening so that it's not just what we do now affects the future but the future is creating those things that we do now like that we intuitively get pulled towards that we don't, we don't see, you know, 10 steps ahead, but we have feelings to, you know, go in that or that direction. Yeah. I totally believe in that as far as just like in the quantum space too, everything is, has already happened essentially. And Mm. then we decide kind of which timeline that we want to go on as far as getting that. So I think there's like, we're getting pulled to this destiny that's already for us, but if we get off track, mm-hmm. we'll be like kind of course corrected. Mm. And it's 2020. Dude. <laughs> the, it's one of the biggest course corrections ever. Dude. I have to say though, I just listened to this podcast yesterday about this theory, this basically this conspiracy theory that it's not actually 2020 mm. and that Jesus was born in like 1152 and like mm. all history before the 1500s is a lie basically. Oh. And that we're only in the year like, like 800. Something. And it like completely blew my mind like, of time. And there was this whole empire, um, Tataria that like fell in like the early 1100s and they just like erased it from history. And it just like, Damn. it was really wild. Um, yeah, so it's, I it's, love conspiracy theories. <sighs> what is time, dude? Like, what is it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot. What interests me uh, in that vein of like alternate histories is ancient civilizations that might mm-hmm. have existed. Yeah. Um, because they have found ruins of uh, cities. I think as late back as like six thousand or eight thousand BC. And they're already like fully developed. So how how long of civilization does it take to make you know a full city and, and this and that? Mm-hmm. Um, and the weird thing about how how we view history is we only see the things that are left over. Like we only see the tools, anything that's like made of stone. What if they had technologies that weren't uh, that weren't even maybe material, or they 
weren't something that would be preserved. They kind of just, you know, faded yeah. away. There was this one image that I saw last night that was like, basically like, uh, are you getting downloads? No, no, no. It was in the podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you right Also, there's been, oh, yeah. Um, this was not that, but maybe, maybe I'm tapped into something. Yeah. But there was, it was basically these people in like an ancient civilization tapped into this like electric, electricity field and they were using like lightsabers almost, it seemed like. And it was just like, seemed like way more advanced than what we think Dude. they were doing all the time, you know? I feel like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Lightsabers? Right. Is that Atlantis or no? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's so hard to know. I mean, like, do you remember what you ate last week for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a great question. Like, and we're trying to look back beyond, like, the veil of time, tens of thousands of years, and also uh, the point you made with that theory you brought up, Chelsea, is that history can be like altered and it often is by certain empires. It's like the winning empire will kind of rewrite history. And right. so imagine that kind of game of telephone over like 20,000 years and like you're not going to know anything true past yeah. a certain point. No, no. That's why I am a big proponent of just, I'm my own God. <laughs> Just like astrally time traveling? Well, that, well, I think, I don't know. I just feel so strongly in 2020 that we're all being shown the false idols and yeah. all these mm. people are falling from these pedestals that mm -hmm. the collective has put them on. And what does that leave you? Oh, yourself. Okay. Then that means look at your shit. You got to look at your shadow. You got to look at why yeah. do you believe this? Why do you believe that? And as far as just what you're saying, Bob, and as far as like history, could have been fed to us so many different ways and all these different truths and my question is do you know your truth mm -hmm. that's mm. my question have you guys ever uh heard of or read the book um um what is it called a people's history of the united states by zinn i think was his last name it's i read through like half of it and it was appalling because yeah. basically yeah. much of what we learned about you know yeah. american history is it's like 5% of it, but it's only like the good part. It's not like the 95% that's just like horrible, terrible, like what actually happens. Right. It's like a whitewashed, like narrowed lens, yeah. really. Right. That, like our education system. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much darkness that has been, um, so as far, I just, I just visualize it as cement when you're laying down foundation. And I just see each of those layers of, I mean, we'll specifically talk about America since it was born. Each of those layers every year or whatever, the energy, the way it's going to work is I just see it's all this darkness. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, we have this, this facade. So that's why I feel like it's all coming up to the top right now. And it's so dense mm -hmm. and it's so hard for people to believe because it's been so, in, so hidden. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's also like, it, it's, can't be ignored anymore either yeah, yeah. we have and no choice civilization has become so developed but we kind of have been having a reminder of how fragile it actually is yes. how little it takes to just throw everything into disarray like you have just like a virus you have some fires you have rioting and then that that's it everything that we know of as normal life like can quickly change oh yeah, yeah. and then it's like being okay with like 
I feel like this is really hard for a lot of people like when you have a certain belief about something and then like you like learning new information and like changing your belief yeah. about mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. can be really hard for people the cognitive are, like, dissonance yeah dude yeah <laughs> cognitive yeah. dissonance um when I mean when this all started in March I remember well I remember a few things one was I was more excited than scared because I felt like we were entering the wild west Mm -hmm. and I just love the wild west (laughs) and I just felt like this is the dark night of the soul like the collective Collective. right now definitely for the west coast yeah I'm like ready like let's bring it on like Mm -hmm. like we can learn how to like build our own garden or grow our own gardens and like make our own whatever sustain yeah. ourselves like, like self-sovereignty self-sovereignty you know like that was the main thing I was feeling at the beginning of this and I'm yeah. still excited honestly yeah I feel I feel waves of like inspired by that and then waves of feeling like really jaded and heartbroken and, mm-hmm. and I read something today around like you know you can still like walk towards justice like with grief and with anger and sadness walking so it's like Mm -hmm. that resonated with me it's interesting because there's kind of dual forces of that there's like the move towards sovereignty of the individual but there's also like increasing power of the state like they're kind of happening at the same time depending on kind of where you are who you are that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. lately i mean it's been shown that the federal government can basically close down businesses indefinitely Mm-hmm. and no one gets to vote on it no one gets to you know no one actually got much of a say in anything that happens no right so i mean that, that's kind of that's scary to me that that that's all it takes for something like that to happen so yeah yeah i think the the unemployment and the the destruction of a lot of small businesses that has probably overall done more damage than the virus itself i would, oh, I would think at least in the united states because yeah, people already yeah. like live in check to check but they lose their so many places even out here in new york i was walking around some of these old uh little uh stores and restaurants and stuff like so many of them are closed and just last year they were all open it's like where are you in new york i'm on uh long island in uh, smithtown yeah yeah we've had front row seats to seeing how i think one thing that this pandemic has really shown is that the true backbone of what a a thriving a thriving community is and it's our farmers it's our small businesses and for Mm -hmm. us we've been front row on this battlefield what feels like just to stay alive as a small business Mm -hmm. being at the farmers markets and like when we talk (laughs) to our farmer friends you know our job is very physically involved like but their job is ultimately so physical Mm -hmm. and trying to just survive every time we talk to our farmer friends they're just like so drained Mm -hmm. and like wanting to just stop especially after these fires especially after the fires and i'm just like this is people are gonna see soon that like our soils Mm -hmm. loyal we gotta stay loyal to the soils because i think that's where a true revolution begins for that a true foundation Mm -hmm. again to build from and that's kind of like the one of the like principles of this like movement towards regenerative agriculture and like really regenerating our earth um rather than just like sustaining um yeah and yeah we it's we just so recently we um pitched in front of investors uh like 30 investors 
and we learned so much. <laughs> we learned so much. We were learning terms like maybe a few weeks before. Mm -hmm. You know, they use breaking down all of our like financial. Yeah, and um, pitch deck, all and the things, five year plans. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we presented to them. This is it, this is one thing I said that I hope that like would stick with them, but I don't think it, it landed. <laughs> But I said at the end of our pitch, I was like, <laughs> I want to, I want to shift from consumerism to stewardship. And I wanted that to hit them, but it didn't because they're just not ready yet. Yeah. And I think for Chelsea and I, like part of our duty and our responsibility is just to keep trucking through these really difficult times because when people are ready yeah. and like three or four years or whatever, we'll be there. Yeah. I feel like just to add to that, I feel like through this year, we've seen so much how like just the globalization of things, is just not really working. And even with like USPS and um, just really like bringing it back to supporting like the local economy, um, yes. just makes so much sense right now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One day. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have this thought uh, when the when the pandemic kind of first started and you know all the toilet paper was running out and everything did you have the thought cross your mind that like what if like there was just no food at grocery stores anymore like what would I do yeah. did you have that thought I did definitely yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I started yeah gardening yeah I bought a big thing of like protein powder <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'll keep you through the yeah, time like <laughs> <laughs> I that last year, maybe like two months. It was a really big. You'd be really healthy though. Yeah, but you, you know, it's you get a big thing of rice, at least protein. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was so crazy because everyone went into fear mode in like a drop of a hat. Like that fear frequency was just on high, and it just. I remember feeling myself like trying not to like fully go into it because mm -hmm. i didn't want to start panicking too, yeah. mm -hmm. i was like well i was like i can get i can get these things i had one <laughs> i had one 12 hour period of panicking and jesus uh, jesus came to me yeah. time, actually and that was also when he discovered QAnon. And I think yeah just like it was a lot it was a lot it was a lot of QAnon, anybody like i've heard of it can you can you talk a little bit more about it because i only i I know like little <laughs> facets of it, but that's, it's a pretty fascinating yeah. subject as so, far as conspiracy theories go. Yeah. So essentially when this all started, I saw one of our friends post something about Oprah being a sex, child sex trafficker. Wow. And I've seen the post before, like months before, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like I love Oprah. Like I want to be her, <laughs> you know, but then for some reason, when I saw this time, I was like, Mm, I'm gonna look it up and like see and then I just as they say went down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. um, Essentially what they believe is a lot of the elite um, and people who are in high regards um, as far as like politicians and celebrities all those people the royal family um, essentially It's really terrible what this theory is is that they torture children to then extract the um, to get their adrenaline going and then they the adrenochrome, the adrenochrome. yeah they extract the adrenochrome um so yeah that That's was intense. 
It was, yeah, and we had a bra shift that weekend, right? That was, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I went to the kitchen, like, telling Chelsea all about this conspiracy theory and, like, showing her all the documentaries I was watching. I was like, oh, look at this, and, like, he was like, those. a 13-hour bra shift, so it was just, like, a long time to, like, go down all the rabbit holes. Yeah, but I've come a long way since then. Like, I'm now to the point where I, <laughs> I, I feel there's darkness being had, and I know there's already trafficking happening. I and yeah. we know that. Yeah. I think the way that QAnon um, is is uh, structuring or like framing it might be a little off. Mm. I think that's uh, that applies to just the path of spirituality too. If you if you go at it completely believing everything and finding yeah. reasons why the things that you believe are true, like you'll also go down the rabbit hole of that and you oh. know end up believing in reptilians and all sorts of different beliefs that like that's like the allure of a conspiracy theory is because you can't really prove it not to be true and it's very based on like pattern seeking yeah but like i think that same critical mind helps for that as it does with spirituality i know in in my journey through going through medical school uh like a lot of my beliefs were challenged because when you learn a lot about the body and matter it like it leaves less room for like where's spirit because the right. more you learn about the body, the more you're like, I don't see it anywhere, actually. We seem right. to know most of the body, but like, haven't been able to... Body down into so many different parts, it's like you don't see how it all works together. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And it, it challenges a lot of those beliefs. But I think at the end of the day, it makes those beliefs deeper and stronger, where I become more and more kind of unsure of my beliefs, but yeah. not in a bad way. I just, I just don't know. Like mm-hmm. I can hold multiple right. theories in my yeah, mind without believing in anything. Is the theme right now? Yeah, embracing uncertainty, expecting the unexpected. Exactly, it's a big one recently. Yeah, I had um this this download of sorts a few months ago when I was coming out of my QAnon closet cave or hole. Um, I was like, Jenny, you can't. I was watching. I think his name Alex Jones. I don't know. I was watching this guy. I was like, (laughs) I was on one, y'all. Like. And so I came out of this being like, I need to self-discern. I need to ask myself what I believe because I was even coming off. It's the, you're saying with spirituality, like whatever you go, you can go too far into. Mm-hmm. And I just had this download of this, of this, um, knowing of like knowledge without discernment is like a seed without soil. Mm-hmm. So then in that sense, it's like, if you have knowledge, but no discernment, Mm-hmm. What does it really make it mm-hmm. if you don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. or what you feel is true or aligned with you, like from innately? Um, I feel like especially like just that speaks so much to like where we're at in like the culture right now, just like with all this different information coming in. Oh my gosh. And stuff, like, yeah, <laughs> that's such a good point because it's so hard to, to really know what's going on and Pretty much like a month or two into it. In the beginning, I was just like reading as much as I could. And at one point I was like, I just completely disconnected myself because I was like, I can't know what the truth is because there's so many, there's the official source saying this and there's the official source saying this. And then there's like the underground source saying this and the mainstream media saying this and online saying this. And I was just like, I can never know what the truth is. I'm just not going to involve my mind in that kind of thing because I'll never know what's actually going on. And I think that's kind of bringing it back to what we were talking about before as far as like those lower chakras and like tapping into the root and like Mm -hmm. 
that's part of that process I think is like creating presence and like knowing what's true in your body in this moment what you can feel is true for you and mm-hmm. like that's where you start with the discernment exactly yeah. exactly I think discernment really makes it makes diamonds you know like all those theories are just kind of coal and carbon or whatever but discernment yeah. is like how you figure out what is like the truth that's actually useful yeah. and that's you know a million pounds of coal is, I mean, it's, I guess it's good if you're trying to make a fire or something, <laughs> but like a couple thousand pounds of diamonds would probably get you farther in this world at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love that comparison because it's true. It's, and, and I think what people are realizing and what I've observed, and this is a lifelong practice is like, how do you hear yourself, your own intuition and your own, how do you listen to your body? And we're being slapped mm-hmm. in the face with so many things like stimuli to the max right like we can't mm-hmm. even hear ourselves because podcasts tv you know ads mm-hmm. whatever like everything but listen to this podcast though mm-hmm. yeah listen to this one um and i i make sense what you did bogdan because sometimes you just have to like shut everything off yeah and to have silence pure silence from all of that to hear yourself let me let me tell you my my state of just mental wellness like drastically improved after i just cut myself off from all that and i'm still pretty disconnected like people all the time will you know like text me from when i uh when i was in portland like oh are you okay with this and that and it would just be news to me because like I literally was so detached from what was happening even even like outside of my little like the part of town that I live in that people from out of town were telling asking me about things that I didn't know about right so I mean it's to to some extent you have to do that it's it might be dangerous to not be aware of your surroundings but when it's just so constant and it's like and it seems like it's just scaremongering a lot of the time, yeah. especially with the media, because they kind of, they feed yeah. off of that kind of fear because like, that's what, you know, gets views because, you know, we're biological creatures. So like when our fear response gets activated, like we want the information, we stop thinking, we want to see oh, what's yeah. going on. Like they have it down to a T, you know, they, they've got us down and it's, and that's where that like foundation, this, this whole country, most of the world has been founded on fear. And when that, and when that comes to this level, now we see what that means mm-hmm. when everything's falling apart. It's like, of course it's falling apart. Fear mm-hmm. isn't a long withstanding foundation for anything. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's becoming way more prominent. Thank goodness. That's why I'm excited. Like all my, all my lifetimes being a cowboy or cowgirl, I'm just like, <laughs> bring it on, you Giddy know? Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> Let's not let's not tempt the fates. We don't know what the fourth thing that's gonna happen in Portland is. It might just be like a tsunami or something, or an earthquake. No, I think coming. <laughs> so, I'm I not mean, trying to call it in, but I've had. Dreams. I might not come back. <laughs> I'm gonna come back for that. No, if you come back, will be the earthquake will break us off as an island, and it'll be an island vacation. No, dude. That's- oh. What's uh? What's uh? Cascadia. You, you guys know about Cascadia? Oh, yeah. Oh, Cascadia. Cascadia what? So Cascadia was basically this, I think it was, <laughs> was it California, Oregon, and... Some part of BC, um, just like Northern California. Um, what was that book? That's about that, read about it. Um, I forget, but when I moved out to Oregon, like, the people I was surrounding myself with at the time were, like, very into Cascadia. Oh, yeah, they were basically trying to 
form their own like sovereign state like um, uh, outside uh, of the United yeah. States, yeah. which is like a really cool idea. But I, I was talking to someone about it, I'm like, you really think the federal government's gonna let that happen? <laughs> like they're gonna let a state secede and not do anything? Like I, I, I don't mean, believe it. It's not that they would just let it, but it might get come to the to point it. of it like, might come to yeah. I could see us in the next few years kind of like breaking up in that way. Like if things get continue to. Yeah. Yeah. I have a prophecy because I was going to write this story (laughs) and it was, it was this writing contest where you could win 800 bucks and I only found out about it two days before, but I thought about the story I wanted to write, which was, it was about to do with food systems. So it was like, Mm -hmm. imagine a food system. So opposite of black mirror, imagine where things go a little right. Mm-hmm. from the current situation mm-hmm. so it's year 2033 and it's from the, the um the kid was born in 2020 so they're 13 now so they they were born through this whole thing um the kids like telling the story of like you know some people some people my age have trouble like recognizing people's faces because of the masks um there's people who there's people who live in these villages where there's body contact and people are okay with that like it's totally okay to hug like, and if you go to that, that part of the village or the town, that's okay. Um, and then another thing that I thought about was just all the malls and like the huge, um, department stores are all turned into like open air farmer's markets. Cause I think that'd be dope. And like really like centralizing more of, so each community would have a pocket of food from that's centric from the local region, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but yeah, just even like thinking about that kind of stuff, like, like what could go right. Yeah. Like basically this kid was like, my mom told me that everything went to shit. Like the government's all shut down. Like it was like basically an apocalypse, but we've built it up from the ground up. And now people who want to live this way, they all kind of section themselves off into those own groups and people who want to live that way mm-hmm. are living their other way. So I don't know, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Also, there's um, a major, um, a, the next major eclipse that crosses over the United States. I just saw Eliza Kelly, one of my favorite mm-hmm. astrologers, post about this. Like, goes right across like the the line where the thir- the original thirteen colonies. Oh, were. that's in so a few crazy. years. So it's just like what year? I think twenty twenty four. I'm just like, hmm, that's so wild, right? What? Like the path of the eclipse is right over it. I'm just like. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? This is like a like a suspense thriller movie that we're actually <laughs> living in. Like, what's next? Up, get some popcorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some farm <laughs> fresh popcorn grown yeah. from your local town. Seriously, that that's a big issue though. Like, if the food supply really did shut down, like, can you imagine what would happen? Like. It it would just it would just be made like there would just be looting and rioting and then we'd actually have to live with the land and be and find harmony with the seasons and that would be hard but yeah. to get there all this has to fall apart like that's the dark night of the soul right things completely breaking right. down but there's also ways we can like implement it like with you know back to broth like we're trying to really like give that message to people as far as working with your farmers and season we have a seasonal broth every season that like utilizes the foods that are grown in that Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. um so it's possible we don't have to be so drastic (laughs) you know everything just fall to ashes or burn to ashes but at least we'll have broth (laughs) at least we'll have broth (laughs) exactly 
you put love on broth for a while, so that, broth and your tinctures. Yeah. yeah. You know, for the, for the like medicinal a, effect, that's for some yeah. broth, and that's it. You what? We just need to uh, we need to connect with someone who makes like protein powders or other foods, and then you have all three things all that you need forever. To live forever. Yeah, I was just imagining us all with like lots of fire and things crumbling around us, so, like holding <laughs> our like broth and tinctures. Like I'm just drinking my tincture, my coffee. <laughs> I think that would be so funny. <laughs> Can we just like t- us three take a picture and then someone I'll get someone to Photoshop flames around us right. and we're just like <laughs> sipping the tincture, just like life's good. That would be fun for some kind of sale, like uh, apocalypse thirty percent off sale, and it's just like fire behind us, and we're just like smiling. apocalypse sale. Wait, okay, it's happening. We could do like a product. We could. Together. We could yeah. have a, a funny tagline too, like the world's crumbling, but you don't have to, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the world's burning down, Ideas. but you don't have to with these herbs. Fire. The world's burning, but our products are fire. Ooh! <laughs> fire. fire on fire. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been really interesting times. Um Especially uh, with the the wildfires, that has been uh, so. What I understand the situation, they've been mostly kind of calming down in the in the west. When when I was there, it was like like I think I was there like a week and a half ago. There was you know just so much smoke that it was as if it was misty, like you couldn't even see far yeah, in front of you. It just so smelled okay. like a campfire outside. Yeah, um, and it was just like the air quality was so high, like people didn't even know. I didn't even yes, on your or, or anything. Yeah, it's it's terrible because, uh, like I was mentioning, like the the wildlife and the forests and the trees in Oregon are probably the best part of it, and like that's the part that's under attack from whatever mm-hmm. nature or. I um, was hearing the coyotes just like crying Aww. as the fires were happening, and it was because my backyard there it's just like woods behind my backyard, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, like a local coyote population and i think they were just like having a really hard time breathing or something mm. probably oh, no. which is like i heard them crying all night i was just like <gasps> it's so sad i know what i was reading if you guys read this too somewhere about the fires but um it was something to tie in with just like the the natural way that i think native americans would burn forests oh yeah to, because the forests need it yeah the like not the i forget what they it's would called. like control like control fires, fires yeah. right and then we stopped doing that. we stopped doing that and now I, I think what this was saying was that now one of those effects from stop stopping that is that the fires get way more out of control mm-hmm. are you saying that they were actually setting up fires to like protect the forest like setting up fires in certain places so that it wouldn't be able to spread throughout the whole forest or it would kind of like I don't know. I think that they would, um, I don't, I'm definitely not an expert on this, but I think that they would set fires and yeah. then like contain them in a certain way, way because yeah. things weren't, the climate wasn't in the state that it is now where like things weren't as like dry and stuff, right. I guess maybe. Um, but yeah, they would contain smaller fires yeah. that would help the for the for old growth forests like yeah. regenerate and regrow, regrow, which is like part of what the forest needs to repopulate. Um, so that's why like some fires are actually like necessary and healthy, but it's just getting, gotten, getting so far out of control. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, it's so wild because it's like, 
we've gotten ourselves in kind of a negative feedback loop where in this situation with the, the fires, it's like, if maybe if we would have taken the approach, say of controlled fires and kind yeah. of how, you know, the native Americans used to do it, um, we wouldn't be where we are. But now it's like, I almost feel like it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, we're paying the price for paying the, the price. Call, the yeah. colonists like, coming in and just being like, okay like this is what we think is right like right. not actually listening to the people that have been like stewardess to the land stewards but we are paying the price for the colonists from so long ago i'm just like that sucks yeah. <laughs> you know yeah but we've also just like built a whole like country and systems based on their right ways so a lot of it has been perpetuated right but yeah right it's, yeah. And another thing that I'll oh, go ahead, Bargain. It's not when you think about it, it's not that long ago. Like three hundred years is like, you know, yeah, sure. what is it like a great great grandpa or something? That's like it's true. not really that long. Like especially with how long people live now. Like when yeah. just it's crazy how things have been exponentially changing so much too, because oh you know, in God. the last few years technology and all this booming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, maybe time is accelerating in some kind of way like oh, space time sure. is accelerating not like time because like it's a clock like it can't go any faster but just getting the speed yeah. yeah i feel that i feel that a lot i was gonna say something i forgot something oh i was gonna go back to the fires really quick mm-hmm. um, the first day was when mars went in retrograde mm-hmm. the red planet it's a very fiery planet very fiery and it just felt so fitting honestly um because mars is also in aries which is the fieriest sign. fiery and the fact that people were taking photos and it looked like they were on mars yeah i was just like you can't make this shit up you know what i mean like of course some people don't believe in astrology it sucks for them <laughs> life might be a little more dull for them um I've just found that when I look at the patterns and the way the planets line up and like that first day of retrograde of the energy going more inward um, for Mars and the fact that the fires, it just felt like, yeah, this is what it it could express itself as um, in this physical reality. Yeah. Yeah, The way I think of it is like, like seasons. There's Mm -hmm. cycles in nature that we can be aware of and Right. In the same way that we kind of use the sun to make calendars and we used um, it also make like hours in a day and months are kind of loosely based around the moon. That's the only way we can keep track of how change happens cyclically. So our whole time system is based on astrology, really, if you're to be uh, honest about it. But all those other planets, I, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of theories about like why astrology could be true. One of them is that these planets have some kind of gravitational uh, electromagnetic field effects. And we know the moon does that to the earth. So that's not that implausible. Right. Mm-hmm. Another theory, it could just be that like there's cycles in the universe that we don't know that just happen to correspond with the way planets are, because that's just how, uh, you know, like some certain event happens every 200 years or something. And it just so happens that like Mars is there every two, 200 years. So like, mm-hmm. it's not that Mars is like causing it, it's just that someone figured out that there's a pattern there a pattern. In, in the cycle of the universe. Is that, Charles, is that what the great conjunction is? Um, well, the great conjunction 
happens about every 20 years, oh. but, um, well, there's one that's, but in Aquarius, it mm -hmm. hasn't happened. I don't know if it's happened. Yeah. There's one where it's like the, it's around the, when the United States was born, essentially. Oh, that's like the Pluto return, I think. Right. Yes. Which, like basically, yeah, the planet Pluto like fully does one, <laughs> one rotation around the sun um, in 2024 based on fr from when it was, from when the U.S. was like signed as a country. Oh, wow, so, it takes that long for it to be? Yeah, it's, been, it's a, slow, a very slow planet. And yeah. Pluto just, like, represents, it's like the shadow planet. It's the planet of, like, death and rebirth and transformation. And yeah. So, yeah, just to see things kind of, like, the cycle the cycle of where we're at now, of just, like, the U.S. kind of, like, <laughs> dying and being reborn, possibly. You know what but, blows my mind completely? What? That the fact that there's millions and billions of planets and like suns, and yeah. we don't know about any of them. Yeah. Or how like, about the, those clouds on Venus? What clouds? Are... How about those clouds? Though? <laughs> 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 it's cloudy right now on Venus. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, there's like life. They just discovered there's life on Venus. The possibility of life on Venus. <laughs> Is it like water clouds or what? Yeah, uh, no, not water, but some. Um, I don't know some elements in the clouds on Venus or something. Whoa. That there's possibly life on Venus. Whoa. Okay. So I just watched Away on Netflix where they go to Mars. And it was, I, I never thought I'd want to go to another planet, but for some reason the show kind of wanted me Ooh, to go. Yeah. I kind of want to go if one day, if that was possible. Mars. What about you guys? Would you, you ever, Mars. would you ever leave Earth? Honestly, like not to go to Mars. Mars seems like a hellscape. I don't know if I'd want to go to Mars out of all planets. Venus though seems interesting because it has such a thick has such a thick like cloud covering that like you actually don't know what's there. Like no one knows. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Like, like, what's going on there? Well we've seen the surface of Mars. We know like maybe something lives like underground, but on the surface, like yeah, yeah. That shit is in, inhospitable to life, or of that we know of. Maybe it's a different kind of life. That's always possible. Also, there's the possibility that um, beings on other planets might not be perceptible to us. Yeah. I mean, what if Mars is just a planet of like ethereal beings, and yeah. like we can't see them, and we never will? But doesn't mean that they don't exist. Right, and like how there's some people believe there's um, beings living inside the Earth. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's uh, some old old beliefs that like uh, when a person dies, their their soul goes through like goes to another planet, or it, it goes like through the planets, or, mm -hmm. or something something along those lines. That they they have some kind of purpose that's outside of like sure. the, what their material representation is. Ooh, that I mean, I I can get yeah. that. Or maybe maybe life was on Mars like a billion years ago, and they just like. It is what the Earth will be like that's if it gets those, scorched. That's what they were saying in, Mar in Mars and this show. <laughs> the last time I went to Mars. Mars, the show. <laughs> that's that's a good, good name for a show. Elon Musk yeah. in it. Um, but I, I, I kind of believe it, honestly, that like Earth could just turn into like a fiery. Yeah. Well, it, it will for sure. One one night I was I, I was getting into a rabbit hole. And Earth is gonna just regenerate. Well, here's the here's the thing though. They're predicting that I think it's in about I forget if it was like a hundred million or a billion years, the sun will actually expand enough 
that like ill encompass the earth. So like, th unless, unless the earth actually is like in a different place in orbit, like there's a certain, you could read in Wikipedia, there's a certain time where based on the sun's like life cycles from setting other stars that it doesn't like matter. Like it's going to end. This earth is going to end for like, there's like a definitive date almost like there's, it's in the ballpark of, it's like a billion years, but the fact that there's even like a point where it's like, I'm like, I don't know what you'd even have to do. Would you have to like destroy the sun to keep it from destroying the earth? Is that, is that what, what a billion years later the humans will be faced with? They'll be like, if we don't destroy the sun, it's going to destroy us. I think um, that's going to be the end. Yeah. Like, because that's the cycles. It's yeah, if you kill the sun, there's nothing. But then we just go to the next galaxy. Well, the yeah. sun's supernovas, right? And then all the matter that, that that's in the universe supposedly comes from stars, supernovas which is really trippy because they're basically like, they're like the Phoenix. They're like dying and uh, birthing new structures. Yeah. I mean, I guess our, I don't know if we'll be connected to that end or not, but yeah. it is like a billion years from now. It's like, we won't even. Yeah. It's like a long that. time from now. I don't need to worry we'll about it. We'll be like traveling. We'll have like all little like. That's yeah, later. That's later on. Don't worry yeah. about it. If you want us to mention though. Aliens are here. Mm. They're here. They're in the sky. <laughs> um, they're just not making themselves known or seen yet. Um, but I feel that really strongly. I also saw a spaceship when I went down to Central Oregon. Didn't see it Dude, specifically, I, but I saw. I aliens when I went in Central yeah, there's something going on down there. I don't know. That land in Central Oregon near Bend is really potent. And I think it might be some sort of like vortex or like energy center for extra dimensional or higher dimensional beings. But I definitely saw a spaceship in the clouds. Damn. <laughs> I was like, and like when I was sleeping in my tent, I swear I was just like, there's aliens outside right now. <laughs> there. I accept you. They're just in the river. Yeah. They're, I, yeah. They're there. They're there. Yeah. There's this theory that. Every every age and culture like interprets whoever those beings are differently. Yeah. Like there's this idea that when people were very tuned into Christianity, like they had visions of angels and they really believed in angels. And mm -hmm. when, you know, people believed in gods, they had visions of gods. And now when people believe in kind of more science and less in like metaphysical creatures, like uh, like other life. But there's this theory that whatever those beings are, is they're the same ones that have always been, but like we can't perceive them other than how we project right. what we think they might be onto them because they're not like easily perceptible to us. Our mind like creates some kind of image for them that they don't have. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there's a, a difference between like certain like fairies and like mm -hmm. gnomes. Gnome <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Chomsky. <laughs> like vampires yeah like other like different types of like magical creatures that are right yeah i think or like a nymph yeah like, a, like maybe their their dimensions because i also really believe in sasquatch and i feel mm. like he's kind of like in and out of this dimension a lot and that's like why <laughs> Mm. He's in and out of this dimension. That's the first <laughs> like, time I've ever heard. Oh, I saw him for a second and never seen him again. Yeah. You see well, that one explains why it's so hard to catch on photos because he's exactly he went through dimensions. Right. So I feel like maybe those kind of creatures 
um, they can kind of shift in and out easier. Maybe their dimensions are closer to ours in mm. frequency. And then those of like maybe aliens or other beings mm-hmm. that we kind of project our own mm-hmm. perception on yeah. might mm. be in higher dimensions because yeah. we can't even like fathom yeah. what they could be. Totally. And I know like some people just refer to their like guides or like as aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like whatever resonates. Yeah. 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 I think it's pretty much impossible that there's not life elsewhere in the universe. Like um, yeah. I, I feel like it's it's a it's a not to say bold bold assertions need bold evidence or, or something along those lines. Like if you make a bold claim, you have to have bold evidence for it. Mm-hmm. I think to say that there isn't life in the universe is a bold claim. Mm-hmm. Because like there's almost an infinite expanse and right. like there's planets that are just like this and there's solar systems that are just like this. So to think that there isn't life in the universe is like, why would you think that if it can happen here, it can't happen elsewhere? That would, yeah. that's almost like some fallback of old uh, Christian beliefs that, you know, we're very special and this we're like the earth is the whole universe and those kind of things that we're the center of the universe. Right. Yeah. We're realizing we're actually not the center of the universe at all. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's definitely, I always thought, because, like, we're here, there has to be yeah. other things out there. And I've, I mean, we're aliens to them, too. Yeah, so yeah if we came to their planet. Like, if you came to Mars, you'd be an alien. You'd be, like, freaking mm-hmm. out the Martians. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that flash bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just, like, energy orbs. They're, like, <laughs> some weird smells yeah <laughs> so there's definitely there's definitely life out there um but i feel like we might i i think what's going on is that 2020 is like the big bang in a way as far as cognitive dissonance and how people are going to handle it it's mm. just like slowly things are going to become a little bit more crazy mm. and a little bit more crazy but we have to take steps right mm-hmm. to like digest all mm-hmm. of this and then soon i really do feel like the aliens are going to be like shown showing themselves because we're literally going to be like i'll believe anything right <laughs> yeah like, like of course you know what do you think that their message is um well i hope it's like the movie arrival yeah i love that movie <laughs> um that they want to help movie. us they're not just like y'all are fucked yeah they're just just like eating popcorn it's just like a reality show for them maybe (laughs) no we are they're just like interdimensional just chilling watching people being silly for sure it's crazy because like some of the spiritual or the alien books that i've read uh, as far as people like channeling other collectives from other dimensions they a lot of them say like earth you know, obviously there's higher, there's 3D, 4D, 5D, and so on, and a lot of them say that, like, Earth is just, it's, it's, even though it's 3D, and, like, if you're looking at this Mm. tier, for some reason, Earth is this huge catalyst for so many other things, (laughs) and that's why this is happening right now, like you're saying, Bogdan, maybe there's something the future is kind of influencing the mm-hmm. present where they're living out s- certain timelines where they're like, or they know of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, Earth's pretty much fucked. Mm-hmm. We need to go try to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something what, going what, on here. What impact do you think it would make? Like, let's say we're just sitting around going through our day and on the news it comes out that like 
some extraterrestrial life is in contact with like, I don't know, the president or with the government or something. Like what impact do you think that that would make? Like what would happen? I just imagine Trump being like, the aliens, they love me. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens, they love me. We got a great deal with the aliens. We're going to invade China together. <laughs> China's done. The aliens don't like China. They don't like their food. Oh my God, you guys. It's so funny because I feel like this is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> oh no, I feel like the aliens would know better than to be like, Trump is who we're going to talk. So. Maybe maybe Trump's an alien and they'll actually contact. Maybe he's just been a troll this whole time. And the aliens all talk like that. They're like, Trump, go to the earth, act like an idiot. Yeah. I'll never believe you're an alien. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I think for like me, I would just be more excited. I don't know. There is a part of me that still can't believe aliens, but. We're getting closer to just the veil is just totally lifting on so many things. Yeah. But if they're like amoral, what if they don't have like any morals or anything like that we think of or even like emotions? It's interesting you say that because I had an experience with a friend of mine who we were eating some psychedelics and she was like channeling from these aliens and a big, that was the big thing that we talked about because it almost felt like these beings were not really like in their heart space as much as they were kind of like just the mind yeah it felt more like they didn't have the like earthly emotions they didn't have like that sense of like morality even in the way that like we like make decisions and are like thinking about how we like to go about mm -hmm. our like humanness mm -hmm. in the world and it almost felt like a sense of like detachment where they were kind of like ruthless like nope just do this 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 and yeah they, they do like what's right they don't really think about like morals right. or anything like that right feelings and feelings yeah that's part of the um i'm talking a lot about christianity today i don't know why but <laughs> jesus um yeah jesus is the best um, there's this old story that that humans are very unique creatures and that we've been given free will to choose between good and evil, whereas angels don't have free will actually. And then there's the story of them being jealous of humans because of the fact that they have free will, even though they have their way more powers and, and this and that, but they, they can only do what God commands them. They're not allowed to do anything else. Yeah, I have. They can't, they can't even like fathom doing something against God because they don't have free will. Because I have a dream that, I'll never forget. It's one of my most vivid dreams that I've ever had. And I was basically in this, uh, this city that it was kind of like Vegas, was kind of in the future. Um, all these lights everywhere. And then all of a sudden coming over the horizon was this huge um, spaceship. It was like covering the whole horizon. It's just like, everyone's like screaming and like running. I don't know, maybe this will happen soon. Um, and I remember I was like running up the staircase because I was scared, but then, you know, the light shining down and it's like searching for me and i'm just like fuck like it's coming for me like i can feel it <laughs> like the light is coming so then the light shines on me i go up into the spaceship i i had a fully surrender no fear because i was gonna just suck you in at that point you gotta surrender like what you are you gonna surrender. do just, you just got sucked yeah. up by some unknown technology yeah. you really like just gotta go for it yeah so then i got up there super chill 
They're all super chill. Yeah. They're all just like uh, smoking joints. Like, yeah. They're like in They're hot smoking tub. like space weed though. No. It's not, it's something from another planet. Do you guys know the movie Big Hero 6? Yeah. You know, the yeah. big like white, it's like this big white, um, this is what the aliens look like in this, in, in this iteration. They're these big like fluffy white things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and look like marshmallows essentially. Anyways, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there with this one uh, alien and he, and this is why I bring this up, Bogdan. Um, and it's weird because I actually thought of this dream like five minutes before you brought this up too. Um, is that the alien sat me down and it was a very lucid dream too. Like I felt very awake and alive. And the alien just looked at me and he was just like, he's like, humans are so lucky. Like you guys have free will. And that was it. And I was just like, oh, damn. I don't, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, but like what you're saying is like, other other beings aliens you know look at us as free will as a, a this gift yeah i mean even mm-hmm. other animals on earth like it's a little bit more simple like survival you know it's just like food water staying alive like yeah there's no there's no like you know bobcat going off into the mountains alone to like learn about himself right <laughs> like pr- i mean like maybe maybe it is but yeah, or like write a book or something. Yeah. Some human stuff. That's the interesting thing with like extraterrestrials. A lot of times, the way they're depicted is like we think of them as us, but just more intelligent or having more technology. But uh, as we're talking about, what if they're just like completely different in a way that we can't, like yeah. we can't understand them and they can't understand us? Kind of like it is with like animals. Like they can't understand our language and like they probably don't know what we're doing most of the time. Maybe, right. like, that's how we will look at extraterrestrials. Like, these are totally different than us. They right. don't think the same way. Maybe they don't even think at all. Maybe they don't do that. Right. Who well, knows? they're coming. Yeah. I hope so, honestly. That, that, that would be, that'd be, yeah, good or bad, that would be really interesting. Because if it did happen, I was like, I'd be like, okay, this is a really weird universe. And I'd be okay yeah. with that. I mean, I don't have running things and, you know, right, right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I think the nearest, they say the nearest habitable planet because it has like a sun in a certain range is I think it's like 27 light years away or something like that. Mm-hmm. That they that they're aware of. But that's assuming that there isn't modes of travel that are like different than what we have now that aren't just like from point A to B but are like I don't know, interdimensional or through warp holes or something that we don't understand, like teleportation or something. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. the main problem because, like, if there is some kind of weird limit in the universe where, like, no matter what, you can't go faster than the speed of light, mm-hmm. like, there may be, like, billions of aliens, but they'll never reach each other. Like, that would be really – imagine how sad that would be. I mean, wow. Just because everything is so far away, it's like no yeah. one will ever reach anyone. Right. Um, Bogdan, do you believe in reincarnation? I, 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 I used to believe in reincarnation, and now I have more of an idea of like, I don't know. I'd say that when when you die, your like your individual uh, your individual consciousness ends, and you become part of like the one consciousness again. But there's nothing that like reincarnates, like because there there like. Bogdan won't come back. Like, that's it. Mm. Like, but the same one who always dies and is reborn comes back. 
Right. That's, so that's kind of how I look at it. So like after you join the collective pool, the collective spirit pool, then like, would you then think that you would be like recycled back into? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of, and this is just for, I have no way of knowing this, but I kind of get the feeling that like matter itself and the universe has this property of consciousness that all it needs is a kind of like biological organism to express it, but it's like a property of the universe. So when like this ends, it's just this specific thing ends, but the whole, the, the consciousness that's present in the universe can't like end. Matter cannot be destroyed. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like I also, you know, I've had experiences with astral projection and stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe there is like some remnant of like us that lasts maybe maybe it's not even eternal maybe it only lasts for a couple hundred years or something and then it just like floats around the universe i would be down for that if anyone's yeah. listening i'm down for floating around the universe for a couple hundred years <laughs> your little spirit body yeah i'll go explore uh venus and mars and see what's really up with them so just okay. come back and let us know yeah yeah, yeah but then no one will believe you guys like you're crazy <laughs> spirits aren't real no, no, I think we're onto something. I, I feel we will listen back to this podcast in what thirty years and be like, genius. We'll, we'll just be hanging out with aliens. They'll be like aliens. <laughs> like, yeah, be like, we were just talking about you guys. We didn't think you'd actually come here. They're like, yeah, we didn't know you guys existed either. Wait, that's hilarious. Dude, that would be a thing. That'd be funny. Do you believe in reincarnation? Um, I do. Yeah, I, I definitely think that at least for me personally, just having memories and feeling drawn to certain like time periods and things and different cultures has allowed me to just dive into what it would mean to be re to have other lifetimes. Um, but of course, there's always that little like part of me that's like, eh. someone recently just told me, which sounded way more um, calming and not as heavy was that maybe it's just Maybe you don't want other lifetimes because that's just a lot of weight. Do you know um, Yogananda, autobiography yeah. of a yogi? Mm -hmm. He said something that really st uh, stuck with me. He said that one of the greatest mercies of uh, spirit or God was uh, making humans forget their past lifetimes. Yeah. Because, like, imagine, like, you did weight. terrible things in your past life, and, like, you wouldn't really be able to live this life. Like, you wouldn't really be able to start yeah. over. So if reincarnation does exist, like, it's actually probably a really good thing that we don't remember yeah. our past lives. Because, like, you make a mistake, like, you know, last year, you still, like, get bothered about it. Or something bad happens right. to you last year, you're bothered about it. Like, mm -hmm. we all have such bad PTSD. Imagine you had thousands of lives where you were killed and you killed people and, like, did remember terrible things and terrible things happened to you. Like you wouldn't be able to function. Yeah. So maybe I do think that there's on some level that like our subconscious and on like a psychosomatic level, like we're carrying those memories. Remembers it. It's not that we're not that we're necessarily always like conscious of these yeah, it's things. Not a conscious I have had like some experiences with that, um, where I felt myself just getting like really overwhelmed by like the weight of what I feel what it has felt like that I've had to heal from like previous lifetimes mm -hmm. and it's just like whoa okay like even like this life alone like that's that's enough for me to just like <laughs> exactly. 
you know, yeah. transmute and get through and survive. So I feel like I've had to like loosen, loosen my grip a little bit on like trying to like make sense and like figure out the, other figure out the details yeah. and I can be like a detail, like mm -hmm. pattern recognition person. So I'll like can get kind of fixated on like, okay, like what exactly happened? What does this mean? How does this like come up in my life now? And right. It can be a lot. Yeah. Sure. I was talking to someone and they brought up a really interesting uh, alternate theory of reincarnation that it, the way reincarnation works is like, it goes through your family line. Like all of the, the kind of genetics and the epigenetics to get passed on and all the memories and the ancestral memories, that's like actually what reincarnation is. Mm -hmm. Like that you're reborn from your parents and so on and so forth. But there, there's something more being transmitted than just necessarily genetics. Mm, right, right. Like a, like a family soul or like an ancestor line or something like that. Mm -hmm. I could see that also being playing a role too. Yeah. Like the, all, I mean, even in this current day, just as far as, you know, the Black Americans having to feel and carry the ancestral weight mm -hmm. that, right. that has been before them you know yeah. it just it makes a lot of sense and sometimes I feel like that can get a little blurry with like past lives versus like ancestral stuff yeah. and it's like am I feeling like am I feeling into like my ancestry or like was that right. actually me right uh, like in a different form right. Yeah, I just recently looked, uh, so I have 23andMe, I think, mm -hmm. or the one of them, and I looked on, um, one of my friends inspired me because he was showing me how he went in to his family tree and was, like, building it, mm -hmm. and he could go and, like, see the documents of when mm -hmm. they did the census for every year, and you could see what your family did, and I just got inspired to do that myself, and there was something so magical, just, like, going and, like, looking to see where you come from and like mm -hmm. how each family member has a life and a story. And it's just something we don't think about that often as yeah. far as how that's brought us to this moment. So much had to happen. So much, so much has had to happen. And I feel like in a lot of ways, it's like if we could tap more into that and see those patterns, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, so we're, we're the best of like, you know, dozens of generations of humans like mm -hmm. because we're, we're the ones that survived basically we're right. like the genetics that survived so right. like in theory the genetics are always improving because like our ancestors like you know fought tooth and nail for survival so like that still exists within us it just needs like to it just needs an outlet basically and that's what's interesting with i think a lot of the the bad things that happen like violent rioting i think that's an expression of like that part of the human nature that doesn't usually get a chance to get expressed so it's very it's very chaotic it's like a defense mechanism and it's like so long-term built it, it's built up over such a long time yeah, yeah. exactly and it's yeah. deep too it's not like consciously accessible really it's like super deep animal part of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people were like you know a lot of people didn't want the riots happening and for the violence to happen. And it's just, if, if we look at it from that lens and also just recognizing that certain things need to be expressed eventually, mm -hmm. especially that are deep inside our DNA. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. also just, you know, energetically, like somehow, I mean, I just always just look to nature. Like nature is not 
this even keel thing and we are nature. So it just makes sense to me to be like, yeah, sometimes shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. It's like peaceful protests can only go so far. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's ironic to like, sometimes it feels like the oppressor is like criticizing like the way that people are protesting being oppressed. And it's just like, well, yeah. to some degree, like you don't really get to say like, that's the whole point of like right. why we're protesting. Right. Um, yeah. It's wild times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we survived. <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far we're still here. <laughs> Number four is coming though. That earthquake. But let's hope let's hope the extraterrestrials come before that because that would be nice. There's a big full moon on Halloween in Taurus. Mm-hmm. Scorpio or retrograde. Mm-hmm. And then we have the election and yeah. That's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna start building my uh, my underground shelter. I don't know if you you guys I mean, you need an underground shelter. Oh. You don't oh. have an underground shelter. I was trying to wait till the last minute. I think it's the last minute now. <laughs> I'm going to wait till the earthquake, and then there'll be huge, like, crevices, crevasses. Ooh, that's smart. Crevasses. Yeah. That's yeah. a smart idea. What's your escape plan? Like, if, if, like, shit hits the fan, where do you go to? Well, dude, I'm personally you kind of had to a little bit. Yeah, I mean, kind you of. were almost you were like, but I, I, I had nowhere to go. Honestly, yeah, like, I didn't really feel like I had great options. But I do feel like my partner and I at this point are just like definitely, I don't know, wanting to have a more like mobile lifestyle. Yeah, maybe like van life or something mm-hmm. that's just a little bit more like accessible to just being yeah. when the shit hits the fan you, you just like, drive your house somewhere. away yeah um simplifying like um eventually having some land but it's like I don't even it's yeah. weird to think about like I don't know I grew up in New Jersey and um I haven't really like ever f- felt the the place that I'm at, like, as far as the land here, mm-hmm. like, feels such a sense of home, and I, like, have seen myself kind of, like, spending the rest of my life, or at least, like, the next foreseeable future of my life here, and it's, like, I want to have a farm and live off the land, but thinking about, like, right. the fires and the future of that, and, like, how to actually, like, build a home that's maybe fireproof, or, like, like, what, like, how yeah. do we even navigate this, like, post, yeah, it's like apocalyptic, like climate changing world and like right. building like a sense of security and home within that. So we're going to yeah. have to get crafty. That's what I, I think is going to happen. But I also do believe that like van life, mobile life, I mean, yeah. it's definitely become more of a thing in the mainstream. Um, people doing that and also just like living off the land and living in the land and you it's know. like paying a landlord thing is like really yeah it's not working out <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta go that's gotta go yeah, yeah. There, there's something uh beautiful about the uh, uh the way hunter-gatherer tribes would live yeah. where like everything that they had was like pretty mobile they didn't have that many belongings and they could always remake everything that they needed at the next place and their right. housing was pretty lightweight they would just pack it up and just go just and mm-hmm. set up somewhere else and then really too yeah, I've, this is something else I wanted to share with you guys. I've been getting a lot of, like, dreams and downloads and visions of um, flying foxes. Oh, Do you know what those animals are? Flying, flying foxes? foxes? No. 
Yeah, they're like giant bats with fox faces. And I Whoa. saw a tree full of them when I was in the South Pacific a few, like 2012. Um, and it just like shook me so much, but they've just been like infiltrating my wow. dreams. Mm. And Some spirit animal action. Maybe, but yeah, right now, perhaps. But one of the big, a few of the biggest things was like shadow work, collective shadow work. Mm. And then your the community and like finding your role within the community specifically. And then the third thing was like health. Yeah. So just like, well, I feel like like something about these flying foxes are trying to right. come through. Totally. No, I, I agree with you. There's so much power in community. And that's, I think what's ironic is with the pandemic, we've had to not experience we can't experience community and um yeah it just sucks because it's like that's part of building your immune system is to interact with your community and And like you're finding your role i feel like a lot of like that is your purpose yeah to a degree like Mm -hmm. your sense of belonging your sense of purpose Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it's hard to be very happy or at peace if you don't feel like your life has like meaning outside of just yourself. Like yeah. that you, what you do doesn't have some kind of positive impact on other people that you're, you know, you're <laughs> beneficial. That's, yeah. that's another thing that's hardwired into us. Yeah. Like yeah. along with the bad things, there's also really good things that are hardwired into us where it's very hard to be happy without like satisfying them. Yeah. That's like the, the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's been easy to like, I don't know, I feel like 2020, there's definitely for me been moments of just like real existentialism and just like, yeah, it's just hard to find like the the meaning and the purpose and like be aligned with that and feel good about that. It's been a bit of a I mean, yeah. Existential year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, yeah. 2020 yeah. and it's just beginning. So buckle up, everybody. Yep. <laughs> the 20s. They're the roaring 20s are going to roar. <laughs> for sure. Let's hope no dragons come out of the earth, though. That'll be a little bit yeah, too that'd be so dumb. Dumb. I'm down for dragons. What if they're, like, very anti-human, though? <laughs> well, that's well, the probably I'm coming from. Is that just how it has to be? I don't know, yeah. Survival of the The dragons will, will reign. I mean, think about it, though. Survival of the fittest, like... This might be too harsh, but like <laughs> we have basically cushioned our entire existence mm-hmm. and so many people have extended their life. And yeah, <laughs> not saying that people need to die. I'm just saying that like humans are soft. There's a balance and dragons. To there's a balance. Yeah, Mother Earth. <laughs> yeah, it, keeps you, it keeps you right. It keeps your mind sharp to know that there's a dragon outside waiting for you to slip up, to catch you slipping. Yeah, that's funny. I've been thinking about recently how, like, yeah, like humans are just so needy. Like, even as babies, it's like we need our like caregivers so much, mm-hmm. way more mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. other other yeah. species. Yeah, my cousin just brought up a great point. He was saying, um, because you know how we can't travel as easily right now, especially with mm-hmm. planes. And he's like, well, maybe humans aren't supposed to travel so easily. Yeah, I was like, good point. You know, maybe we are supposed to just go to where we can go because if you think about the immune system and you know just biologically how we're affecting the environment our environments it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. but I still want to go to the Maldives right. yeah. Right. yeah well every day we're moving towards 
like the you know globalism and and less of countries mattering because everyone moves around so much that it's like yeah it's, it's not like it used to be where uh you know colonists would come to some area and the whole population would like get decimated by smallpox or something just because they didn't have any immunity now it's like every part of the world is everywhere else so the same lockdown like happened throughout the whole world which is really interesting to to see mm-hmm. you know all these countries acting in unison it's like right. it's not even like a america event it's like a world event so like oh, it's yeah. even more of an impact on the collective unconscious that's and i think that's what makes it so tough yeah yeah thank god we're here thank god <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? In this closet. Next time, we could be in our bunkers. We could be yeah, doing like, next time, I'll be be wearing radioactive radioactivity suits. Oh God! Oh my God. With masks. Seriously. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll it'll be fine. I'm like into the like apocalyptic apocalyptic fashion though. Like, it is really like, cool. Like, uh, what's that called? The uh, what's that uh, movie? Like where they're all like riding around on those like open Mad top Max? jeeps, Mamax, like that <laughs> kind of stuff. How did I know you're gonna say that? Yeah, that was good. Telepathy. Yeah, was thank good. you. Yeah, telepathy yeah. is strong with this one. It's <laughs> so strong. Well, telepathy is legit. I I don't like. I've had so many experiences with, you know, I'll have a I'll have a dream about somebody, and then like I'll wake up in the morning. And I haven't talked to them in like months and I have a message from them and they texted me at the same time, like in the middle of the night. So like it happened around the time my dream was happening. Oh, for sure. And I've had that happen to me so many times that literally I'm like, okay, the only explanation is like telepathy. Right. Yeah. 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 Astral is one hell of a place, man. Or like, or premonition or something, but like, who knows what, what the difference even is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's just like dipping into the dream space and then you dip you dip that into this space and then you're like, what's reality? Right. And it really shared consciousness. Shared unity. consciousness, unity consciousness, all of the above. I had a dream recently where I was trying <laughs> I I was lucid and I was like trying I like dropped into this apartment. It was a parallel reality to to the now moment. And I found this iPad and this girl was there and she was a singer and in the iPad I took one of her songs and dragged the file over and I was trying, I just felt so strong. You know, when you feel in a dream, something so real, mm-hmm. just like, I felt so strong that this was going to happen. And I was trying to send that song file to my email here. Yeah. I was yep. like, jennyafon at gmail.com. I was like, I had to get it to me. Did like, it no, it didn't come through. <laughs> it didn't come through. But I, feel like, I felt like it was this message of like, those worlds are so connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had so many dreams like that where I'm trying to like, I become lucid and I'm trying to like bring back some object for proof. For proof, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And it never comes through. I wake up and I'm like, oh. damn it, again. Well, it happened to me once. It happened to me once, and yeah. it was beautiful. Um, I so I had this dream. Well, I wasn't a dream. It was more. I heard someone else's dream, where mm-hmm. they basically were in front of this council. And they got handed this little red heart mm-hmm. from this council. And then I was went to work the next day and um, I was driving elderly around in this minibus. And underneath the seat, one of the cl- Patty, she was one of my favorites, still is. And she was just like, what is that? 
thing down there and I look under the seat and it's this red squishy heart just described as in this person's dream and it was just wild I was like where did that come from why wait so did that person who had the dream were they like working at the same place or something no like, no I, I, I heard it on like a youtube or like a podcast or something someone was describing this of their experience of like talking to the council and she said they handed me this like red squishy heart and then I, the next day i was like underneath the seat and we, we all looked around and we're like whose is this and no one knew and then and then i crashed the mavis <laughs> wait <what>? and, <laughs> yeah 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 the reason I say that though is because I was having such a high vibrational moment. I was like about to like ascend because I was like, what the fuck? Like this heart just appeared. And then I feel like the crash in the minibus or I didn't crash crash it. I hit a hole. Um, was, <laughs> was See, that's the thing about spirituality, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you crash a bus because of it. <laughs> but it doesn't mean your experience wasn't meaningful. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for being on the Herbal Hour podcast. Thank you for having us. Lovely conversation as always. And of course, I'd love to have you guys on again. We we rabbit holed a lot and I thought it was uh, was a lot of fun conversation. Yeah, Uh, like quarterly check-in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to check in again because, yeah, we don't know. Maybe like at the end of 20 There's There's definitely some gems in here to listen through and like take an idea and run with it. Yeah. So I'll definitely be listening through again. Cool. Well, thank you, Bogdan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.